Welcome to episode four of BNBFC. I'm Brian and I'm here with Brett. And today we've got a very interesting topic. Video assistant referee now has been in the game at all kinds of different levels of play for a few years. I think we both would agree there's still quite a few kinks to iron out in Big that time. system. So this podcast episode is going to be a dialogue, what our thoughts are about VAR, how we think we can improve it, and where it's going to go from here. So we'll kick it off to Brett to start us off. Well, it's good that you're starting off with me. Uh, listen in, folks. What you'll learn over these next few podcasts is you're going to learn about one of the uh, hosts on the show argues about realistic improvements and logical rationale for things, and the other argues about uh, keeping traditions the way they are. Yeah, we'll see about and, that. And the way I feel dictates the right decision or not. Uh, having said that, um, I actually really like VAR. I don't like how it's been being used in the league. And I find that a lot of that has to do with how bad England's record is with having proper officiating. Um, Brian, I'll let you go into more detail about this when you look at like big games and all that across the world. You don't see English representation, but one of the things with VAR is, is a video um, or virtual assistant referee. And one of the things is I don't think it's assisting the referees. I think it's dictating what the referee should do. Um, and I don't, I think it undermines the referee on the, on the pitch. I think we've really seen this get exposed following this world cup where we see VAR being used well, there's referees going over to look at the monitor. That does yeah. not happen very often in the Premier League. And and Michael Oliver um, and Anthony Taylor are English representations. Whenever I go to the World Cup, watch it. I didn't go to the World Cup. Throw it on my TV. Oh, here's a game that means nothing. Oh, there's Michael Oliver <laughs> or there's Anthony Taylor. Well, and having said that, um, Anthony Taylor is the United Arsenal referee for this week so that's not that's not safe not in my opinion but anyways what I was going off when we watched the World Cup they actually Arsene Wenger's idea of a replacement for offside technology instead of what VAR uses actually seemed to be a positive improvement it was something that like the referees couldn't interpret differently VAR couldn't screw it up it was much more like goal line technology I think there's still some errors to be kicked out there because I remember Argentina was onside by Varane's ass. Um, I think it was Varane. So it's little things like that, but you can't argue it. You go, yeah, that body part's offside. I'm sorry. That's what it is. And I find with VAR nowadays is whether it's a home or away crowd, depending on how the crowd's cheering, uh, depending on who the VAR uh, referee is, it can be interpreted differently. And I find that often you see referees in the VAR room either trying to protect oh, the referee on the pitch um, or it's such a blatant um, a blatant call instead of just overruling it, that's when they actually get the referee to use it properly, which is, hey, stupid, you better go look at this because I think you made a mistake. But if it's something where it's really clear cut, you'll see it used where it's, a quiet overturn, you know, so it's, it, it almost seems more used to save referees face and 
I really like to change it because goal line technology, they they put that in and nobody's ever had it. No one complains. The ref points his watch and then and then because oh you'd see massive complaints before that came in. There'd be players would be swarming the referee and now the ref points at his watch, points back to the goal line, goal's been given. What do you think about um with VAR? Like, do you find it's consistently used as far as like because me and you have argued about this lots where I'm a big fan where if you're going to use VAR, use it for not all calls, but basically most calls leading to goal. And that base, that could mean five passes before goal. Um, whereas, if, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but you only like to see it being used definitively on plays that lead to goal, maybe two, three passes, maybe a little bit closer to goal than what, what I would expect. But I often find it, it seems very inconsistent when they choose to use VAR on plays not leading to goal or leading to goal. And you wonder often, why didn't they even look at that? And in the other games, they definitely look at it. And so I just don't know if you found consistency or anything like that. Well, I think there's a certain level of suspicion that just gets brought into the game because we're watching these games on TV and in years past, we got to see the lines on the offside calls. You don't get to see that anymore. And maybe something bringing it over just to let the captains of each team look at the screen with the monitor and the ref can say, this is the video. This is what has happened. This is why this was called this way. And they're seeing that kind of in, in real time. And that, that could be a more radical view of things, but um, kind of having the players involved with that. But it could help in create that trust. Because I think players just want that consistency. And, and I think VAR really stumbles when we have to talk about calls that require some level of interpretation. For example, Bruno Fernandes equalizer at the Manchester Derby. Did Rashford interfere with play? Because obviously, if you touch the ball, you interfere with play. Rashford didn't touch it. But my God, he's, he's around the ball. It looks like he's going to touch it. The defenders are backing off. So... The technology in and of itself, I think, is useful, but we need people with a few more brain cells with the whistles um, trying to, to get it right. What about, because my theory on VAR being used really well is if VAR checked every goal all the time. I think they do, or they say they do. Yeah, I, they say a lot of things. I don't... Well, I've, I've been heard from two years, this guy talking, oh, there's a conspiracy, Arsenal and VAR, VAR hates Arsenal. So well, I haven't been, I've heard those for about three years now, ever since it came into play from this guy. Well, here's one thing about it. Okay. I've, I've been hurt many times, but recently like everybody that's following the Premier League, Arsenal has been fined twice in a row for um, player antics, but I don't see the FA doing anything about um, the antics of Spurs at the end of the game, or even their fans being, being fined for uh, trying to kick Ramsdale. I also didn't find any, um, anybody else in the league like you'll see lots of players for when there's penalty shouts the whole team goes there but it only seems recently arsenal's got fined twice for it so i just find that that's like like i've never even heard of players getting fined like that and then i go arsenal twice in a row like i don't know if that's like the second time was one of the things where it happened once it was legitimate and they didn't get their act together in the next week. So they're like, we're going to do it again. But I mean, if I'm being honest and I mean, you've seen it like United 
and not I'm not talking about favorable calls because I don't think they're more favorable and like comparative. Sometimes the the whistle just seems to be in somebody else's favor on any. That's not United specific. But Bruno Fernandez is, is always in the referee's face, and I've seen him touch the referee. No fine, none whatsoever. Which is I don't know. I've been hurt lots, but I don't think Arsenal's been the suspicion or whatever. What I'm saying is it doesn't have to do with Arsenal in that regard. It, it's more more so that you see suspicious calls being handed um, with no explanation why. And I think that, like, part of the problem is I don't think England has brave referees. Because, I mean, I'm no referee, but I think I would want to be somebody that, if I was refereeing the game, when I'm making calls and all that, if I have a VAR... I would like to use it all the time to check my calls to make sure that I'm doing the right job, not afraid of VAR picking up something that I did wrong or me being lazy and just relying on VAR to find it. So now I'm not looking or refereeing the game properly. So when they reinstated or redid the rules where they were doing no lines, um, very quick. There's nothing in the VAR with no explanation. There needs to be some type of explanation, whether that's you don't say it to the fans, but whether, like you're saying, Brian, a captain goes over with the referee or whatever um, to say, you, they might still argue, but at least the referee can say, hey, on the screen here, this is how I interpret this. This is why I'm making that call. You may not and like deep it. down, they're, they're always going to argue, but deep down, they're they're going to know that that's the right call. It's the same thing you see every manager, every time their player goes down, they've got their arm in the air waiting for a free kick. And then if the same thing happens on the other side, they're just screaming at that player to get up, no foul. So it's their job to argue with the referee, but that would allow them deep down to, they actually, I think, to know that the ref got the call right. What do you think they can do to improve it, the situation? Is it a matter of fixing the technology or uh, fixing like the actually uh, FA? Well, I think I, I think the biggest problem is the people using the technology and having in some levels ambiguous rules to kind of go in and interpret that because we all we all see there's hundreds of different cameras all around the grounds. We can obviously, the technology is there to pinpoint that it's not for an offside call when the ball was played, where each of the players were. They have those lines that they can do up on all their different body parts. Which and never look drawn not, straight. Yeah. <laughs> or there are the cameras always at a funky angle and it yeah. just looks. But, and I think, so it is a people problem and a rules problem. And, and if you get good guys that know how to interpret the rules but there's just seen so many times where you watch two games on a weekend and the same thing happens on saturday that happens on sunday and it's two different calls and that just can't happen at the highest level is there a way to because i would like to see instead of having having a var referee that's like solely in charge of ref, uh, var where they're showing the referee the angles and all that kind of stuff we still need the var referee checking stuff that's happening on field. But in, in terms of big time decisions, I think if they brought in some type of iPad or tablet technology where the referee could actually do his own VAR. Yeah. Like well, they should be able to just put every, all that stuff onto a phone that he yeah. carries with them instead of running to. Well, and that's, I'm just saying that like, then he can draw what he believes the line is 
or he can even find, okay, these are all the angles. I'm going to press one for this angle. I want to press this, slow it down. Because a lot of the times you have two different officiants and they're going to be uh, having two different perceptions, especially in those gray areas. They might think about that gray area in a different way, which tune into lots of our other podcasts because we're or podcast episodes because lots of times when we discuss or talk about uh, bad calls or controversial calls, me and Brian ourselves have different perceptions of what's happening and all that. So if we're if the viewer is always having different perceptions and we know the rules, we don't study them or uh, enforce them like refs do, but there's going to be different, different takes even among referees. So how can it be consistent when you're having two different referees and one referee showing the angles that they want to show to the on, on field referee? Well, I think that in some ways gets to the crux of the problem by nature of the name itself, video assistant referee. And, and sometimes there's more authority than maybe should be given to that person in the VAR room. Like, I think I agree with from what you said earlier, they sometimes tend to kind of protect the on-field official. It has to be blatantly wrong from the on-field official's part in order for them to overturn it. Because in some ways, I understand that it has to be strong evidence to overturn a call. But for me, there's a lot of cases where I think it would have been more effective to forget what the referee said on the field and you're watching it again. Let the ref on the field watch it again with a better view and then make a decision without taking into consideration what he did the first time. It'd be cool to see on a VAR um, shot, like a bird's eye view, like top down. Cause you don't really see that view ever. And I wonder if that would make a difference. Uh, and I wonder if they have the technology to be able to do that, to have some cameras pointing down at the field or some way to have it, maybe around the sides they can point it down on the field because that might help with the um, some of the lines or even even a tug or whatever. But I don't know. It's an ongoing issue as technology. It's, you know, you love it when it works, but you hate it when it doesn't. So I don't know. Well, I guess that's going to be it for this episode. Um, at the end of the day, it is what it is. VR, when it's against Arsenal, is corrupt. Of when, it's for, it when it's for United, it's always fair. I guess we'll leave it, I guess we'll leave it there with that <laughs> level of ridiculous. Don't remember, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at bnb underscore fc, and we'll catch you next time. Son of a gun. Yeah.